This episode of Red Pages Podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com. That's right, we have a Patreon like every other podcast. If you go to patreon.com slash redpagespodcast, you can find a way to kick us a few bucks a month in exchange for things like access to our exclusive Slack channel or even a special gift delivered to you every month. It's, it's actually not that spooky. I don't know why I was doing that voice. Anyway... Uh, of course, all our content will continue to be free. All the interviews that you've enjoyed for over two and a half years, all of the articles, everything that we've brought you, always continuing to be free. However, if you want to support the podcast, that's the URL to go to. Enjoy the show. <laughs> It is the 7th of June, 2016. This is Red Pages Podcast, episode 75. That's 325s. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm Gord. And I'm Paul. And uh, we're here to talk into your ear holes once more. Once more, we are going to discuss the stuff that we always discuss. Guys, we didn't record last week because, Paul, you were moving and didn't have internet, so... Why don't, yeah. you, uh, why don't you start us off with the haps and tell us what, what has changed? Uh, what has changed is I've uh, moved, like, I don't know, 20 miles to the east, and now I'm to the east of... I guess I'm still outside the uh, island of Manhattan, just in a different direction than I was before. So it's pretty cool. I've been uh, mainly unpacking, and for the most part, I'm getting, like, you know, 70% done with everything but i've got my computer set up and everything so that's yeah, what else that's all good yeah it's yeah. gonna it's gonna stay at 70 percent for a while isn't it uh i mean it was at 60 percent uh for a while and i brought it finally up to 70 percent in the past two days do you have like those huge thermometers that you change every time you unpack a little more try to get yeah yeah I, that's that was literally the first thing i did i put up a marker board with just a giant thermometer and i'm just like all right with this up i'm at 10 percent all right <laughs> that that marker board comprised ten percent of your that possessions. That it, com- it comprised ten percent of my possessions. Man, I wondered why you always wore the same thing, but I guess that makes sense now. In actuality, I, I the first thing I do is make a bed and make sure I could sleep in a bed. And I was just like, that no, is that's, that's sensible. Priority number one. That's number not two a good is story. You don't try to sleep in your computer. No, unfortunately not. I I would if I could. Uh, but alas, you need a cyber brain to do that. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I've just been hanging out with the three cats that live in this apartment. Okay. Um, uh, and their names are Boo, Snowball, and Link. Uh, wow. And Boo and Snowball like me, but I, I don't really get to hang out with Link very much. What is what is video game is Snowball from? Because Boo is from Mario, and Link is from Zelda. Uh, Snowball is actually named after the uh, Simpsons cat. Oh, I thought that was Snowball 2. I mean, initially there was a Snowball. Yeah. Was there a Snowball in the very early episodes of yeah. Simpsons? Or were there, was... the, the very early episodes. Ah. It was an actual Snowball. In the, was... uh, the comics are all dedicated to Snowball, and that number, that Roman numeral keeps growing. The comics? Like the Simpsons comics? Yep. Man, I remember I used to read the Simpsons comic in the newspaper. 
but uh, then it got pulled. Yeah. Huh. It was yeah. okay. Cool. Anything else, or has that consumed your life? Uh, yeah, that's basically consumed my life. I, I don't get to do much because I had, still have to like go work and stuff. Sure. Gord, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I watched Zootopia and Frank and Robot. Oh, was was it as good of a commentary on police brutality as I've heard? <laughs> uh, it was pretty good. It was a, an enjoyable film. Apparently, uh, in the last hours of production, they completely changed the story to be about the female character instead of the male character. And uh, I think that that's a lot better. Did you watch it in English or did you watch it in Japanese with subtitles? English. Okay. Because apparently there is region-locked character DLC for that movie. <laughs> that, huh. Yeah, so I guess there's a scene where there are two reporters at a desk talking about what's going on. Sure. And one of those characters is always the same type of animal, but in every region the other one is a different animal. Uh, huh. For no reason, I don't understand. And one of them it's Yoda, and one of them it's Link. Sh- sure, yeah. I, yeah. That's a Soul Calibur joke, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, neither of those are accurate, but I understand what you were going for. Um, cool. So you like? So yep. would you recommend our, our listeners see Zootopia? Yeah, uh, definitely. Good. Yeah, it's a solid movie. I still also it. also Go watched watch it. Uh, the other guys. The, uh, the nice guys. Nope, the other guys. It's a uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, the Will Ferrell uh, Napoleon yeah. Dynamite movie. Okay. No, 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 it's, no. It's Marky Mark. The uh, Napoleon Dynamite was in uh, Blades of Glory. Hmm. The, uh, the Will Ferrell's character is basically Napoleon Dynamite, just this weird, awkward guy. Uh, 50-year-old uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I've never yeah. seen Napoleon Dynamite, so... Weird. I heard uh, it wasn't very good from everybody who saw it, including people who liked it. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand why it got as big as it did. I didn't find like any part of that movie enjoyable, like, actually. Mm. Mm. So, uh, the other guys is a uh, weird reverse bad buddy cop Will Ferrell comedy um, and at the very end they shoehorn in some uh, The Big Short just like oh, while okay. just scrolling you're like ah, there's bad guys in the banks bad guys running the right, banks right 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 yeah, I've never seen that movie a while ago I don't know enough about uh, the, any of those numbers to know if they were real or if they were just making fun of the big short. Well, the big short came out way later than uh, the other guys did. The big short only came out like two years ago, right? Uh, and maybe not even like a year and a half, maybe. I guess other guys, like a five year old movie. Huh. Interesting. They were, they were ahead of the curve then. Hmm. That's uh, that's basically it for me, uh, other than some uh, some practice packing. Oh, c- to go back to Canada? Yep. Thinking of uh, mm-hmm. shipping a box ahead of all of the that's sweets. Probably, yeah, it's yeah. probably smart. Yeah. So we're trying to we're trying to divide out uh, all of the things that we can go, possibly three months without, depending on how long it takes to ship. D- is William in on on that list? <laughs> uh, you know, if we don't send a sewing machine, there is room for him. Yeah. Just think of all the things you could sew without him. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, what have you been doing? So, I watched two movies. I watched The Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney animated classic, I guess, from 1996. 
which is this only I had seen it when it came out when I was young, and I remember and have had many arguments with my mom about whether it's good or not because she said it's completely inappropriate for children, and I said I don't know like I saw it and it didn't do anything to me. It's like a movie for kids probably, but I watched it and I was like yeah there's probably some stuff in here that might potentially scar a child. But probably won't. Like, they'll probably just not understand what's going on. It was a good movie whenever there weren't goofy gargoyles on this on the screen. Uh, anytime that they were just sticking to more closely the plot of the book. And I wish that they had had the courage to sort of go all in on that, because it would have been a better movie. But when mm-hmm. they, this is a movie that, like, when it's on, it's really, really on. And when it's off, it's just, I don't care. But I think it's probably on more than it's off. Uh, I also watched a movie called Dans la Maison, which is uh, a movie about an English teacher. It's, it's um, I guess it's, it's in French. That's, that's the first thing I should say. Even the, because, you know, sometimes a, uh, a, f- a movie with a French title is not actually in French. But this is a uh, Francois Orzon movie. He's sort of out of the French New Cinema school, fairly highly regarded. It's um, sort of a mystery about... This, this English teacher, he teaches high school English, and he's got a student who every day turns in another page of this story that he is writing about his friendship with another boy in the class. And the stuff that he describes doing in the story is, like, increasingly bad and making you feel uncomfortable. Like, nothing... He's not, it's not like he's killing people, but he's just, like, getting really, really creepily close to his friend's family and observing them when they don't realize that he's there. And you're not quite sure whether this is just the story that the boy is writing or whether he's really doing it. And it's a it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, so those are the two movies I watched. And I also, uh, because of our friend Emily's birthday last week, went to Universal Studios for the first time since I moved to L.A., you can get that Harry Potter butterbeer. Yeah, man, butterbeer is the f- most delicious beverage invented by humans. I, I think I think what's going to happen is I'm going to make a trip over to California at some point, uh-huh. and we're just going to spend a lot of time in uh, Harry Potter land. Yeah, so we did a lot of fun stuff. I bought her a, a bottle of wine that was actually really, really annoying because you can't bring that into the park. Uh, we had planned... Yeah, get it to her. Uh, they let, they, I smuggled it in. <laughs> they searched, nice. yeah, I, I, they searched every pocket of my backpack, but I had hidden it under enough stuff that just the, shoved it into one of your large man pockets, right? Yeah. So I brought it in, and then I went out to give it to her, and I didn't want to smuggle it back in again. So we rented a locker for the day and put it in the locker uh, for the rest of the day. But it's it was uh, I I had bought it for her because we were originally planning on hanging out the day before when they were not going to Universal. But that that fell through, so we, we did Universal instead. Um, it was good. We saw the live-action stunt show based on Waterworld, which is a, a movie that I have not seen, but based on that stunt show looks really good, even though I guess you guys told me it wasn't as good as maybe I want it to be. I, it's probably should, a fine movie now in retrospect. but should uh, definitely watch it. That was, yeah. This was... Like, I went into Waterworld thinking, like, ah, all right, it's going to be Waterworld. Like, all I know about Waterworld is that it made a cost them a billion dollars to make and didn't make any money so this is probably going to be a big joke but it was awesome it was really really good uh like there was 
entire buildings collapsing and explosions and a plane fell out buildings. of the sky. Yeah. This is all this is already not at all what what world is. Well, they were floating buildings, like oil rig yeah. towers. Well, that is uh the the only uh, connection so far. Yeah, a right. plane fell out of the sky and there were jet skis and it was it was good. I liked it a lot. What I'm thinking movie. is that this is sort of a prequel. Maybe. Because basically all technology is lost. No, they had, right. they had guns. Um, it's the dawn of the water world. Yeah, I don't know. There was a villain who was pretty funny. It was it was just way better than I expected. Then we went on the studio tour, and that was really fun. If like if I were like a five year old who went on that, I would come out being like, man, when I want to grow up, I want to make movies. Uh, we saw a lot of like places where specific scenes from movies were filmed, like the uh, the place where like the courthouse from Back to the Future. That gets struck by lightning on the old courthouse clock. Um, we saw the this places where they filmed some of the creature from the Black Lagoon and Psycho and Jaws, uh, and it's and like how they do stunts and stuff. It was it was very enjoyable. It's definitely if you go and you have a like limited schedule, that's one of the things you should definitely go on. Okay, I I looked it up and apparently the. Uh... Uh, Waterworld uh, spe- Sea War Spectacular thing mm-hmm. uh, occurs directly after the film. Okay. Huh. Sequel. Okay. I wouldn't know. All I know is that it was really good, way better than I expected. Yeah, you know, we went on. We went to Harry Potter. We saw the. I saw some singing toads. I saw uh, the the Beaubaton and uh, Durmstrang Pride Parade. Uh. I went on the Harry Potter ride and it broke down while I was riding it, suspended over a dragon that was breathing fire, and that got really what? hot. Uh, oh, was it like a, a an actual mobile ride? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's a yeah. ride that you you they strap you in and you go through a bunch of Harry Potter sets. Okay, so the one that Maggie went on. There are video components. It's the same one in Japan. Okay, I don't think that they moved at all. Like, I think the seats rocked back and forth. No, and there you, were a bunch they, you do move. You're on, a, you're on an arm. I looked it up to see what the differences were between the different universals. And this, maybe she went on a different one, because I think that there are more rides at some than just this one. But this is the sort of, la- like, flagship Hogwarts castle that is at all of them. Cool. Yeah. But you do, it is, there are a lot of video screens that show the actors from the movie doing things instead of animatronics like you'd have at Disney. So, like, it, there is some of that movie movie stuff, but you, you get swirled around a lot. And I was suspended over a dragon for a while. And at first, I'd been on this ride in Florida, and I thought, when that happened, I was like, man, I can't remember if this is part of the ride where it fake breaks down and then Harry uses magic to get it running again, or <laughs> if it legit is broken and we were we were there for like i don't know five minutes maybe or it just felt like five minutes which told me that it was probably real and then eventually the ride started moving again i wish i had been able to get a picture of the dragon but uh if i had reached into my pocket my phone would have fallen into an abyss so it was a lot of fun we uh and then they were allowed to stay late because they were there for a, uh, an event, but I had to leave, so I did not get to go on Jurassic Park or The Simpsons ride or any of the other stuff. But uh, my because I live here, my ticket is good for the entire year, so I can just go back whenever. Does that mean that you didn't bring me pictures of Spider-Man? There is no Spider-Man at this park. Weird. That is in Florida, 
Mm. The Florida park is where the superhero stuff is on at the Islands of Adventure. This is just Universal Studios Hollywood. Um, they have way less space because they also have their entire actual film studio on this property. Mm. Like you can see, they are they do just film movies here all the time. There were sections of the studio tour that we were actually had to cut out because, like, there was live filming going on, which is cool. I guess I'm okay with that. Um, cool. I saw Doc Brown from Back to the Future. I saw Shrek. There's an entire section of the park that's just done up like 1930s Paris, which is cool. And then you move into like 1920s London and New York. And I'm not sure what those are supposed to be. Maybe just like, oh, these are what you might see in movies. But th- that that's it's fun to just walk around that architecture. Um, this is This is a much better universal experience than I had at Florida, despite Florida having way more stuff to do. And maybe it was because I, I was there with Emily for her birthday and they were just, like, hanging out with cool people. But I felt like I had more things to do and look at despite there being less. So that's that's what I did. So, yeah. Maybe maybe next time I do something like that, I'll go to Disney. But Universal is a 15-minute drive and Disney's like, an hour away. Anybody have anything else before they move us to the, the games section? Uh, okay. Let's talk about some games. Let's talk about some games. All right, let's go. All right. Let's talk about some I games. The, I, I played some... Guys, uh, let's talk about some games. All right. I played some Chronicle RuneScape Legends. Oh, that's the one where you mine for fish? Mm, nope. Okay. That's, uh, that's the one where you uh, are building a collectible card game mm-hmm. deck, very much like... Hearthstone, in fact, a whole lot like Hearthstone in a lot of ways. Uh, but uh, you are playing cards onto a field that your hero marches through. Uh, so it's like Dungeon Dice Monsters. Mm, I'm not sure. I've never played so that. So it's exactly like Yu-Gi-Oh. Man, Dungeon you- Dice Monsters <laughs> look like such a more interesting game than Yu-Gi-Oh. I know. They made exactly one Dungeon Dice Monsters game. And it was bad, right? No, it was actually fine. I, the game was actually fine, but it was, like, very short. Like, they had almost nothing in it because it was part of, like, a two-game compilation of some other game that I don't care about in Dungeon Dice Monsters. Huh. And I just wanted so, to play Dungeon Dice Monsters, man. It looked really you're good. Playing, you're playing monsters down for your hero to fight, which gives him rewards to be able to buy the support cards that you also play. Can you, so can like you buy play- a girlfriend with uh, all your gold? <laughs> Sure. Uh, I haven't haven't gotten that card yet. Leveled up that far yet, man? <laughs> needs more yeah. EXPs. Uh, not uh, not a whole lot of this actually reminded me of my time playing RuneScape way back. Is, uh, is there a wilderness? Sixteen years ago. Can you can you go into the wild and murder some poor poor scrub? Ha! <laughs> no. And steal all their money. I mean, the whole idea of the game is PvP. So anyway, you play monsters. To level up, Did you, you get you yourself buy, a dragon longsword? And then you get to the end of the fifth chapter, and your your rival, your opponent, has been doing the same thing on their side. And then when you meet up at the very end, uh, you trade punches until one of you is dead, and the other one is the winner. Can, can you opt to, like, you know, do something else, like go on a nice date with them? Uh... Are you allowed to equip things from special holiday events, like a rubber chicken? So... Aside from all of the jokes, this is a pretty solid game. Can, can you breed your hero with another hero and then 
get their children and use their children in battle. Can you, can you level your cooking up to 35 <laughs> and uh, slide a piece of pie to a guard? <laughs> are, is, are there certain areas of this game that are put behind a paywall? <sighs> it's too late, man. You, you said RuneScape. Like... <laughs> this is a game that is based on the RuneScape IP, but it is absolutely nothing like RuneScape other than, I guess, the monsters are from that. Uh, what what is are it, even the monsters in RuneScape? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Uh, spooky, scary skeletons and, and other people. Is this game made by Jagex as well, uh, or did they like yes. license it to somebody? Jagex. Okay. It runs on the Jagex launcher. Man, I could have sworn that that company had gone under. Yeah, right? No, I think they got no. bought up by a uh, Chinese company or uh, something yeah, like that. Okay, the, oh. that's the equivalent. Uh, they did just recently release uh, the, the, the prehistory servers like the, the, the way back from the original alpha do you know what jjx comes from why where the name jjx comes from it comes from uh, their, their name. java gaming experts yes it's oh, that's amazing. so good man that's like on the level of epic mega games so anyway i also played some athletic world which was a famicom game that uh you played with the family trainer matt uh which is basically a, a one of those plastic DDR pads, except from, like, the 80s. It's got 12 buttons on it, three rows of four. Uh, and that had some cool features, like, uh, you've got your, your home position um, in the middle of four buttons, uh, and you're standing on the middle two buttons, and uh, your character has three lanes on the screen, and there are points where there are obstacles coming out at, uh, from different lanes. And so, to switch lanes, you uh, switch from the middle two buttons to the left button, and then the, the button that is to the left of that. And then you keep running and stuff. It's fun. It's cool, cool technology that proves that really we've just had everything that we have now for 20 years, and we're just iterating on it, I guess. Paul, what have you been playing? Uh... So I was uh, looking up uh, the uh, developer Jagex. Apparently, they're still owned by uh, the original people. There's no uh, Chinese or Asian developers behind them. They've been successfully running Run Escape for the past 15 years, no problem. Yeah, you were uh, you were thinking of uh, Riot. Yeah, Riot was uh, was bought by a Chinese company who did end up taking a lot of their uh, equity. Yeah, um, Riot is owned by. Um... Tencent. Tencent, which also which owns is Guild Wars that, 2, right? Uh, and, maybe? Uh, I, I know that they do uh, like the weird gamification stuff for the Chinese government that's like really concerning. Yep. Yeah, uh, they, they own, I think they own Guild Wars 2 and uh, Wildstar as well. Uh, you might be right. I'm not sure. Who owns ArenaNet? Let's just. Oh no, ArenaNet is owned by NCSoft. 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 Yeah, different different company. Different. I think Chinese developer. Or Korean, I guess. Korean, yeah. NCSoft is Korean. I know that um, they do own uh, the ZAM network of like game-related news sites. Tencent owns ZAM. Oh, what? Nexon and NCSoft parted ways a while ago. I forgot about that. Oh, man. That's crazy. But, uh, uh. yeah, because uh, Rachel's roommate is the editor of ZAM.com. Oh. So right. I, I, have, I, I, I hear all the ZAM secrets. Nice. Uh, yeah, and anyways, games that I played uh, this week, I played a lot of Overwatch. I got to level 25. It's been good times. Um, I wanna, I, all I want to do is play in a six-stack 
take it less seriously mm-hmm. um, and do dumb things like everyone play Winston, everyone yeah. play Roadhog, everyone also, play Symmetra. I also would but, like I to mean, do that, but we have friends that don't want to do that. Well, I mean, the, the problem is, if you get six people, you can bully them into doing it, right? But if you have four people and you have to carry two randos, then like, they, like your friends start going to try-hard mode. And it's like, oh, gotta win. But, yeah, so that, that, it's a trick. You gotta get six people. So how, how would you compare, like, optimal playing conditions for Overwatch versus optimal playing conditions for Splatoon? Which would you rather play? Uh, probably Overwatch. I mean, I like Splatoon, but, like, there's, like, at every point of the game, Splatoon feels, like, at least slightly competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Overwatch, like, it feels like you can dick around a lot more. Okay. That's why I would like to play more Splatoon. Gotta get on that at some point. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I need to play Splatoon with a full party, though. I think, like, if I have a friend that's playing Splatoon, is all right. Yep, I'll play some Splatoon uh, when I move and have a place where I can play it. All right, that seems perfect. You can do that. Because uh, my Wii U is actually set up. Good. Um, I don't think I've set up the internet for it yet, but uh, it's fine. No, it's easy. It, it's easy. And especially since, like, I don't have a weird network name that the Wii U can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Things that you learn. Uh so, uh, outside of Overwatch, I played uh, uh, next the t- levels 2 and 3 of uh, Liberation Maiden. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand a lot of the mechanics of the game. Uh, You're winning somehow. But I'm, I'm killing things, and I'm, I'm figuring out what's the best way to actually kill the uh, Greater Spires, um, where all the mutilists come from. <laughs> and it, it's, it's good. I like the game a lot. It, the one problem I have is that, like... I've tried every control setting on that game, and no matter what, it just makes my left hand cramp up from holding it. Yeah, a little bit. I, I think that just might be a problem with like uh, the, the three, like that three S XL in particular, because it's just got so much weight, and so you have to put a lot of grip in just holding it steady. And I think maybe uh, a good stand or something would help that, but I don't have that, so I'm just you know hurt, hurting my left hand just clawing onto the 3DS, keeping it uh, steady while I'm trying to shoot at things. There is a sequel to this game that is Ooh. on PS3 and Vita, and it is a visual yeah. novel. Okay, I'm less interested already. But I don't think it ever got localized. Right. I, I, I don't think I care enough about like the game's plot or whatever, because as far as I can tell, it's pretty throwaway. No, it's, it's just an anime plot. Is it though? Like anime, you have characters, and sometimes those characters did have not, arcs. Did and... you not read? Uh, have you gone into like the options where all of the like novel long character biographies are stored? What? I did not know that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do this. They're not. Oh they're not God. actually that long, but they like give backstory on the characters and who they are and why they care. Okay. And there are a bunch and what of their like, motivations are as the yeah. second president of New Japan. Yeah. Like I was like, oh man, there's and there are like achievements <laughs> in there that you can do to unlock more story content. Oh. Yeah. I guess I guess a lot of levels have like 100% purification or whatever. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, and like uh yeah. beating so, I mean, a like, level without I, I taking only, damage. I only, or... I only figured out like mm-hmm. there's a purification thing like near the end of the second level when I was just going around destroying things it was just like you're at 90 percent purification. I'm just like, uh, okay, I guess. Yeah, all purification does mechanically is I think act as a score multiplier at the end. Yeah. Like night, but, I mean, multiplying your your score by a hundred is pretty good, but, but it's also like it feels like it's impossible to know like when you're actually going to be at a hundred before you fight the uh, greater spire thing. Yeah, yeah. 
So, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last game I played was uh, Parkitect, which is uh, the game that I got for uh, from Kickstarter. Kickstarted like two years ago or whatever, and I finally am able to play the alpha. And it is uh, basically uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it's pretty fantastic. I, I really yeah, enjoyed it. You, you mentioned it last week. Yeah, yeah but I hadn't gotten to really play, play it yeah. much at that point. But I actually put some time into it. And I just like you know plopped down a couple of buildings. I was like, ah, oh, this is nice. And the building the roller coaster was you know uh, less less good, uh, less well implemented than you know roller coaster tycoons was in the end. Uh, but I mean they're working on it, and it, it does give you a lot more uh, uh, flexibility in what you actually want to do. Uh, biggest complaint is that uh, there's a really cool thing you could do is uh, you could make a uh, uh, loop and put a track through the loop and I just wanted to do that but apparently the loop is completely blocking and they don't allow you to do that right now huh. very disappointed because all I want to do literally is literally unplayable unplayable just horrible want my money back uh, but no it's it's great I, I'm having a lot of time a, a lot of good time there's a lot of uh, sweet uh, blueprints of tracks that you can get on the uh, Steam Workshop uh, with it and they're, like, they're just, like, everything. People, like, you can put so much into these blueprints, and it's, like, pretty crazy. Like, someone had, like, this uh, really great, a very simple log flume ride, but they put all the scenery behind it and just had, like, hills, and it's just like, hey, you're going through Joe's uh, lumber mill or whatever, and it looked like a real lumber mill-ish. That was pretty sweet. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, messing around with them more. Cool. What else? Anything else? Uh, nah. All right. I guess that I should. I, sh- I I've, I played the video game before I before I talk about what I played about you got. I don't know if you guys heard that The Witcher 3's expansion came out, and uh, it has a very very funny exploit in it for infinite money, which uh, so what what you do is apparently there is a a town. You buy you buy clawed glasses from the uh, dude, and then you go to the Thames village and sell them to at the Thames. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the there at the starting village, there's this dwarf, I guess, uh, named Willis. Oh, uh, you can you can insert okay. your own yep. door joke there, I guess. Um, Hold the door. Yeah. And so you go out of the town, and or like into a different area of the town, and there's a beehive. And you knock the beehive out of the tree uh, using your, like, force push ability. And then you slowly roll the beehive into town with that ability. And you go to the dwarf and you, uh, you, you buy out all his stock so that he has more money because it tracks how much vendor- money vendors have, I guess, based on what you've bought from them. And then you roll the beehive up to him and th- let the bees sting him to death and then loot his body. <laughs> and then you use your meditate skill to cause an hour of in-game time to pass and he will have respawned but he will have respawned in his very rich state of having just uh gotten all the money from you and the bees will immediately kill him again because the beehive will not respawn <laughs> and so the bees will immediately sting him to death again and you can just keep doing this forever to uh Sting the, Good bug. Yeah, it's uh, it's not even a bug. It's just a it's like an exploit. Like it's 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 working exactly uh, as intended. It's, it's a it's a bug. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so I imagine this is going to get patched out because 
I've not played The Witcher 3, but I've read about their money glitch bug exploits before. And the last time they did that, when they fixed it, uh, they implemented a tax collector in the game. And any player that had more money than was reasonable, uh, ha- you'd get you'd be just be out of the world and a guy would run up to you and be like, tax collector, and you'd be forced to pay a fine based on how much money you had exploited for. So that was pretty good. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to, to mention this amusing get stung to death by bees but, uh, exploit thing. Um, in terms of what I played, I played Hyrule Warriors Legends. So I played Hyrule Warriors when it came out. I remember you, Paul, got really into this. And I didn't enjoy it a, a lot. I was just like, eh, this, this game is not for me. But like the Razor's Edge of Balance is so fine that Hyrule Warriors Legends, which is a port of the Wii U version... I find really, really enjoyable because they've made a couple quality of life changes. Uh, so first is that you can now fast travel around the maps. There are these statues around the map and you can get to one and activate it and then it serves as a fast travel point. So you don't have to slowly run your way across the giant battlefield when you need to get somewhere. I actually didn't mind that, but I mean... Yeah, that wasn't so bad. That is way less way less impactful for me than the second big change, which is because uh, there's no multiplayer because it's just on 3DS. Right. Uh, so instead, you know how like it's like, oh, Zelda is in trouble. And then right. you have to stop whatever the heck you're doing and run all the way over to touch her so she doesn't die. Uh, in this game, your, your helper side characters are also playable at the same time as your main character. So you could just tap on the touchscreen to change your character, and oh, them. that that makes it that's a game changer. Yeah, it's so nice, and it means that you can level up multiple characters in one mission because like their stats carry. You know, if it's a player, right, yeah. And uh, like, oh, I was halfway through clearing this keep, and Zelda needs help. I will just tap Zelda, or if Zelda's not available, then I'll tap I don't know Impa or something who another soldier and leave Link at this keep, continuing to clear it out, while I go with somebody else and rescue her. And that change is so... It, it just completely changes right. the flow of the game. Well, I mean, the, the game is actually really fun, uh, the Wii U version with multiplayer. There's, like, noticeable uh, dip in quality when you do that. Yeah, I never um, played it in multiplayer. But yeah, my roommate and I, at the time, we just like, we ended up playing a whole bunch of it together, and it was actually a real good time, because like being able to split the map is just so useful. Yeah, I imagine. It's still it's the same thing as this, I guess. Yeah. Um, and there's also a new system called My Fairy, where you get a fairy and you can feed it to raise its stats and dress up the fairy. Do you get to pet its face and make it uh, like you more? No, but you do get to make it make you like it more. There is there is like a trust stat for it, but there's no face petting. Uh, and the more you level up, the a bit different abilities it unlocks, and it's just another sort of like power content vector and... You get all the new, all the prizes for it come from the adventure mode, uh, and the adventure mode map has been completely revamped to support all of the DLC from the first game, from the original, which is now just included in the base game. Uh, and then I guess there is a second set of DLC that is on both that is coming out now, based on Wind Waker and Link's Awakening and Majora's Mask. Maybe I don't know. I haven't played. I I haven't really played as any of the new characters yet. I have Young Link or Toon Link, but he just plays the same as Link, just like I guess Super Smash Brothers. But I know that like a little further down the road, the King of Red Lions is coming, and that'll be funny. Oh, that's not true. I have played as Linkle because her she has her own story mode. 
Oh, sweet. Uh, and Linkle is a character that baffles me. Like, she is super dumb. She's like, man, I, I, my grandmother told me I was going to be the legendary hero. Also, she talks, which is not a Link thing. Oh, no. She talks. And she's like, No, yeah. ruined. Yeah, and uh, the villagers are like, she- yeah, everybody, everybody's grandmother tells them that they're the reincarnation of the legendary hero, buddy. Uh, I was hoping that uh, that would be a character for the new... Uh... Zelda NX hold, game. Hold on, hold on, we'll get there. Yeah, so she says, like, yeah, she's, she's like, uh, oh, hi, I've heard Hyrule Castle is under attack. My grandmother says I'm the reincarnation. Yeah, everybody tells, everybody's grandmother says that. No, no, seriously, guys, uh, believe me, I've got this magic compass that I inherited from my m- grandmother. This, it's got the Triforce on it. This proves that I'm the legendary hero. And they're like, uh, okay. She's all right, <laughs> I'm going to take my crossbows and go to Hyrule Castle and save the princess. And the village is like, all right, have fun dying. (laughs) You see a sucker. And uh, she runs off and she gets to a crossroads. And there's a big sign with a picture of the castle and an arrow. And she says, all right, Hyrule Castle must be this way. And runs in the opposite direction. So uh, this is is the hero that Hyrule deserves. That said, she is really, really fun to play. So I don't know. Like her, her gameplay is incredibly enjoyable, but she's she's sort of a derpy character. All of I guess all of that aside, apparently she is popular enough that uh, Iji Anuma has said that they are considering her for future Zelda games that are like in canon because nice. because of how popular she apparently is. Do you think we'd ever live in a world where you can just pick at the start? Yes, I think that that yeah. is an entirely reasonable thing. Cool. Uh, but yeah, like this game is is pretty clear. Linkle is not the reincarnation of the legendary hero because Link is, huh. and they are like coexisting in the same place. Like Link gets the master sword. Linkle does not. Linkle continually I mean, shows up after Link has finished with whatever the problem is, and sort know, of like does some cleanup. Time nice. is a flat circle. Not in this right. game. <laughs> this game has time lots of time up. travel in it. Time is messed up in Lord Ran. Yeah, yeah, there. This, this game does have a lot of time travel in it. You constantly time traveling between the different Zelda worlds and timelines. But uh, it is, it's all non-canon, so who cares? Right? Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's, I find it way better on the handheld than on the Wii U. The only downside is that uh, you have decreased graphical capabilities, obviously. So you can't just look out from Hyrule Castle and see a billion dudes marching towards you. You see, like, maybe a hundred, maybe. Uh, and they, they pop in pretty quick. Like, the, the pop-in is far enough away. Like, you'll, you'll see them coming. But it's not just console. You know, you know what I mean. Um, apparently, this game does not run on the original 3DS. Like, you can play it. It's not an exclusive. But right, but the, it just runs like garbage. Yeah, like, it runs at, like, less than 10 frames per second when it's got a lot of stuff on the screen. So, uh, I, I guess that I guess that new 3DS that I own is finally paying off. So I played that. I also played a game. I played a game called uh, Weapon Shop de Omase, which was a thing that I mentioned last week or two weeks ago, whenever. Which is also part of the Guild series of games. Uh, this game is actually not that fun of a game because there's very little to do in it. It is a game that was not made by a game designer like the rest of the guild titles. It was made by a comedy duo. I guess a stand-up, like stand-up comedian. 
it's American American Zarigani, America Zanagari Theater Group. Anyway, uh, so this is this is a game that you basically you buy it and then you kind of just do the menial tasks of running the weapon shop while you read the jokes, and the, like the writing is is good. Like this is not a this is not a game that I feel bad about buying because the writing is really strong. It's clear why this game took so much longer to localize than all of the other games that came out like a year or two later, because there is just a huge quantity of writing in this game. All of the characters are fairly self-aware. So you've got two, like, two types of characters that come into the shop. Actual characters in the story that are doing things, and then NPCs. And the NPCs just have names like NPC A, NPC B, and... They're like, man, I'm tired of just standing around in the town and walking in circles every day. I'm going to go on a quest. Um, it's set up like a sitcom, so every time a, char- a, a character like walks in, there's a laugh track. Every time somebody says something dumb, the audience boos. It's, it's pretty good. It's definitely not a game for everyone, but there is a lot of care put into providing a certain sort of comedic experience that I think is is good. Uh, I would like maybe want, look up a gameplay video if you're on the fence and see if this looks like a thing that you would be interested in playing. I can't I can't wholeheartedly recommend it, but there's definitely some good stuff there and you there aren't I can't think of any other games that are sort of like this. I guess the the closest thing might be that Reseteer game. Right. But yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's even that is pretty different cuz this is a also, rhythm game. Final Fantasy game where you were the one who sends adventurers out. I played that. That was uh, my life as a king, but that was more of a Sim City. Mm. You you did a lot of city management and sort of like public works construction. Uh, that game is really good. I I bought a lot of DLC for that game because it was continually making the game more fun and better. Um, I also played. Eldritch, which is, I guess, like a... It looks like it was made in the Minecraft engine, but it, it wasn't. It's sort of like a randomly generated Lovecraft-themed dungeon crawler. I guess it's kind of got some roguelike elements in that you can die and the levels are randomly generated, but you carry stuff over between death. Progress doesn't reset because there are checkpoints, so as long as you get to a checkpoint, you're, you're fine. Um, this game wasn't very fun. I didn't finish it. The, there just wasn't a lot there. I got through the Temple of Dagon. I got a Soul of Dagon. I don't know. This game didn't grab me. I got nothing else about it. But I did play. Uh, I did play a game that was really good, which is Eighty Days. Uh, it, this was originally a mobile game that is now on PC as well, um, from the company Inkle, which also makes the games based on Steve Jackson's sorcery books. This is a adaptation so i guess a steampunk adaptation of jules verne's around the world in 80 days and you play as uh the valet to phineas fogg monsieur passeport passport to mr passport um and this is i want to say it's a visual novel it basically is a visual novel you have it's it's got a little more i guess it's maybe a little more towards phoenix right spectrum than visual novel because you have to make serious decisions and you have an inventory and money you have to manage your money and you have to you have that you're on a timer you have to get around the world in 80 days this is a game you can play from beginning to end in maybe 20 minutes but 
you you it is a game that you will want to play through many times because the route that you take is not is obviously not going to be the only route and not only and even if you take the same route twice there are many different seeds that the game uses to generate the world so your experience on the same route twice might be wildly different there is a lot of writing in this game as well there's probably as much writing in this game as in the actual book you basically you 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 know you click on a city you say i want to go to that city and then if you know that there is a travel route from that city to the next city you can do that you can just move on but usually you don't and then you have to explore the city figure out what the travel routes are how much they cost what the fastest route is and then every city has random basically like i guess it's sort of like kol you, know, you get you have an adventure in that city uh, and you make some decisions in that adventure, and that determines stuff. So, my first first playthrough, I got through it in 89 days I j because I got hijacked twice. Once by pirates and once by a thunderstorm. And that made me just miss it. And then the second time, I decided to uh, cheat and just immediately go up through the North Pole because that was a really easy way to cut travel time off, and I made it in, like, 60 days. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's set in, like, a steampunk world. There are robotic horses and flying machines, but it doesn't... I don't think it really detracts from this at all. This is a real... Like, this is a really good game, especially to play with another person, where you you sit down and you argue over what the best route is going to be. Um, would heartily recommend. Apparently, it won Game of the Year from Time Magazine, for what that's worth, in 2014 when it came out. So... 80 days. I remember a lot of people talking about this, and I didn't play it because I didn't want to buy a phone game. But now that it's on Steam, it's real good. That's that's all. That's all for me. That's all I've played. Played those those games. Cool. So I guess is there is there anything else that this is gonna be a short episode? I guess. I think that's okay. Yeah, we have one hour episode. We have no guest this week. We have no topic this week. We are. Uh, we are here on the eve of E3, so next week, I might, uh, if we record next week, I don't know if we'll be able to because of E3, but uh, I will, if, if not next week, then the week after, I'll try and talk about what I see at E3 if I manage to get in. Um, do it, do it. Yeah, I'm going to try. Apparently, it's very easy to get into E3, even if you don't have a pass, so that's uh, that's encouraging. I don't release this episode where we... There are just talk articles. about you getting in without a pass until there after. are just articles online ah. how to get into E3 without a pass. Hey, we're Debs huh. and we got into E3 without a pass because the main the main convention center hall is open to the public. Okay. Yeah, so you can just walk in. Um, I think what else we uh, oh we sent out our so so administrative stuff we sent out our our Patreon backer rewards today. All right, we should actually like uh, probably uh advertise that a little more yeah shouldn't we, we? yeah we have so if you don't know yeah, we have a patreon. patreon we have multiple patrons now our slack channel is is used every day at this point uh and not just by us <laughs> uh, yes that's an important thing yes to note. we've got we've got it's it's still small because we are still small but it is a cool thing we we have our second patron uh as of like a week ago and it's continuing to grow so as long as uh, we are now about a fifth of our way to our first goal, which is to remove ads from the site. Yeah. We would like to do that to tell capitalism to shove it. Yeah, screw capitalism. Yeah. So 
if you if you would like to support the show with more than just your regular listening and listener questions, you can do so at patreon.com slash redpagespodcast. Um, if you back us at the $2 level, that will get you into the cool Slack. If you back at the $10 level, you can get a mysterious artifact delivered to your home via the mail, even if you live in a place uh, that is not in the United States, because I had to send out this month's... Uh, this month's rewards and they did not, you know, the, did not stay in the the country. So, we, are we? Uh, what are we still making money on this? Yeah, it cost a dollar to ship <laughs> internationally versus thirty cents. As long as we're not mailing packages, as long as they're just paper. Yeah, maybe it won't be mysterious. Maybe it'll be a funny joke. You'll get something every month uh, if you if you sign up for that coveted ten dollars. Maybe it'll slot. be sincere and heartfelt. Yeah, you never know. It, it, as as our, I believe it says, it will be uh, a thing that is funny, an, uh, a, a drawing, a curio, or artifact. So uh, we hope that we hope that you enjoy this month, if, and, it, and there's still time to get in for next month. Um, if people wanted to write us a listener mail, how would they do that? Redpagespodcast.com slash contact. Yeah, or they could email us directly at the Red Pages Podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you get the the on there. Um, we have a Twitter at twitter.com slash redpagespodcast. Facebook.com slash redpagespodcast. So all of these ways that you can get in contact with us. And uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen if you are a, con- uh, a long-time listener. Thank you for... Uh, discovering us and we hope that you come back even though this episode is a little shorter than normal and doesn't have a guest um we we love to we love to hear from you so make sure that if you have comments you can get in contact with us um, the best way of course is to yeah the best way is through that contact form because that assures that no, no, no. we all back us it. on patreon and okay, then uh-huh. just say it in uh, yeah say, say it, it in slack, slack man yeah, the, we are we are regularly available in Slack if you want to tell us how wrong we are in real time. Or if you just want to tell me how wrong I am in real time. I feel like that's what most listeners probably want to do, is tell me that I'm wrong. I dig it. That's what most people in life want to do, in my experience. No, I, I think you're wrong about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get uh, wrecked, bud. No, that would make me write about everything else. Gord no. is conceding this point. You're also wrong about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> those uh-huh. Especially wrong about this one. Mm. All right, guys. I think that's it. I think we should shove right. off this recording. You shove off. I think we should. <laughs> we should say, keep on Trucklestein. <laughs>